1280 The Zone, Jake and Ben, Jeremiah Jensen filling in for Jake today. We like to do this every Friday, JJ. At 11 o'clock, we talk to our uh, beat writers at kslsports.com who cover BYU and the Utes. Mitch Harper and uh, Trevor Allen will join us coming up here in about 15 minutes. But let's get out to the uh, Smart Rain guest line. Best of State winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. And hey, it's November 5th already. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Visit SmartRain.net. Or call 877-346-333, smartrain.net, or give them a call, 877-346-3333. Let's go out to the uh, Smart Rain guest line with Mitch Harper. You can find him on Twitter at Mitch underscore Harper. Read him at kslsports.com. What's going on, Mitch? Hey, not much, guys. Always uh, staying busy with uh, BYU football news these days. It's uh, exciting time for Cougar fans. Well, yeah, this new addition via the transfer portal kind of spiced up a uh, Idaho State week, huh, Mitch? <laughs> Yeah, it sure did. I mean, getting Kingsley Suamata'i, uh, I mean, you, you guys know it's JJ, especially you, with, with your experience covering high school football. This is a, a big-time addition for BYU out of the transfer portal. Former Orem High uh, offensive tackle, six foot six, 317 pounds, was at Oregon this year, and his Oregon offensive line coach said back in August that he could be the next Penny Sewell and be a future first-round pick. He gets a little bit homesick. At Oregon, self-proclaimed, uh, you know, mama's boy, and now he's at BYU. Those strong ties, to the coaching staff at BYU, win the day, and and uh, you know, it, it just kind of highlights. I think BYU's been in a spot where they, they they're having success on the field, but then you add the inclusion of the Big Twelve and the name, image, and likeness. I mean, BYU's becoming an attractive destination for these blue chip recruits that. Once, you know, for the longest time, they just, they looked at BYU, they respected Kalani from afar, but they're like, ah, that's not big boy football. Now BYU uh, can go blow for blow with some of the big big programs if they got those strong connections, and uh, getting Kingsley is a huge get for BYU. Yeah, Mitch, I, I think these transfers end up as two stories, and I think it's actually okay to separate them that way. First of all, just the ability to get some of these kids, y- you have to be the right type of school to get enormous transfers like this. And, and Kingsley certainly fits that bill. Puknaku, I think, fit that bill as well. So that's one part of the story. And then, of course, we know the second part of the story is whether they you know, turn out at all. And some kids do. Puknaku has been absolutely fabulous at BYU. And some kids don't. And, and you know, there's, there's a, a list a mile long of kids who you have huge expectations for, and then they don't end up panning out for whatever reason. But just the fact that BYU has put themselves back in the conversation for that first story with the Pukua, or with the, with, with the uh, Pukunakuas of the world and now with Kingsley, what does that say about the program as a whole that they are a destination once again? It says that BYU's got, uh, you know, momentum, and I think that it also gives BYU the chance to, you know, go into the Big 12 Conference and, and be a threat to contend for some league titles because these are the talents you got to get. Uh, you, you know, you can't just always go with these under-the-radar hidden gems that are the two- and three-star kids that no one is offered. You have, If you want to win a Power 5 league and win a conference title, you've got to get four- and five-star kids, and they've got that already since being in the – you know, invited to the Big 12 Conference, they landed Cody Hagan, a four-star who had offers up and down the Pac-12 Conference from Corner Canyon. He commits, and then Isaiah Moa from Weaver High, a four-star edge rusher, decommits from Utah to BYU. Who would have thought that a couple of years ago? A D lineman flipping from the Utes to the Cougars. Uh, you know, these are the type of additions you have to get to win a Big 12 title. Because you know, JJ and I were down in Waco, 
and we saw the gap between BYU and Baylor. And there are only a few spots difference in the latest playoff rankings, but it was uh, BYU got you know pushed around by Baylor. So they had a, a strong lesson learned out in Waco, like what it's going to take to you know contend week in week out in the Big Twelve. And guys like Kingsley give BYU that that puncher's chance to to try and, and win that that thing when it happens. And uh, now they just got to maximize his potential and inherit a five-star, but then also, uh, you know, when he's done at BYU, maintain that five-star status. Yeah, Mitch, that was the one thing we talked about it extensively after the game, is that what's, that's what stood out to both of us was if there's a place here where BYU's got to make some improvement before they enter the Big 12, it's in the trenches. They've just got to get more depth. They've got to get bigger. they got to get stronger. Uh, bigger picture now, I mean, Kingsley's just one small part of that picture. How is BYU? How far off do you think they are from – I don't know you want to call it a gap or just improving depth there. What has to happen for them? How much work do they have to do to get where they need to be by 2023? Yeah, I think the biggest area that they have to focus on is, is the defense. I think offensively, you know, BYU, even this year's team, is in a spot where they can contend uh, in the Big 12 from a personnel standpoint. Because you've you got to think that BYU is always going to get good quarterbacks, and the pipeline is in a good spot with Jaron Hall, Jacob Conover. Maybe you get a guy like who's a, a four-star recruit coming in this weekend, and Javance, who's considered maybe the next Cam Newton out on the West Coast. Got Isaac Wilson, a corner canyon recruit, who's a four-star. BYU's in a good spot with quarterbacks. And then uh, the tight end position, they always recruit well there. So offensively, I like what BYU can do there in the Big 12. It's on the defensive side where I have some questions from a personnel standpoint because I look at the, you know, the roster defensively, and I, I, it's better than BYU standards of old in the Mountain West and early days of independence. But still, it's a far cry from what you need to have uh, to be a, you know, a threat in a P5 league. So I think personnel in the defensive line, and I think also in the secondary, that's got to improve, where you can maybe get a four- or five-star guy in the secondary. And oddly enough, BYU's got a five-star recruit, the number one cornerback in the country coming in this weekend, in Cromani McLean from Florida. He's going to be taking an unofficial visit this weekend. So those are the type of kids that BYU is, is at least getting on campus and now they got to try to seal the deal because if you can get talent like that, that's when now that gap can be closed and you can contend for a Big 12 title. Well, and sometimes that visit isn't necessarily to get them to recruit this time, but if they transfer, they're familiar with your program and they come back the second time around, which is where BYU has had some success. Mitch Harper's our guest, kslsports.com, BYU insider. Mitch, BYU does come in at number 15 on the initial college football playoff ranking. Thoughts on that and, and I guess the potential for BYU to move up? I mean, they, they should win out. Where can they end up as you've kind of projected forward in the uh, in the college football playoff rankings? Yeah, complete shock, honestly, to, to see them at 15. Uh, I thought it was uh, it spoke volumes about, you know, it was a validation all along of Tom Homo's approach to scheduling as an independent program because it could have been easy to say, you know what, let's dumb down the schedule. Let's, let's scale it back. Maybe play two or three P5s a year, but they stayed consistent where year after year they're playing four or five. This year they're playing seven. And just having that sheer volume of P5 teams has given BYU a chance to have a, an outside shot at a New Year's Six Bowl. Is it going to happen? No. I think this is honestly the high point for the rankings because BYU's metrics are just going to dip significantly after they play Idaho State and then Georgia Southern. It's just There's, there's no such thing as style points. They're not going to have a 13th data point with a conference title to contend for. So this is kind of the high mark. But, hey, I think it speaks, again, volumes about, like, the, the respect BYU got to this point, being a two-loss team, like there's, there's not many instances where BYU 
as a two-loss team, has been in the top 15 of the BCS or the playoff rankings. It just that's never happened, really. So it shows the the value that independence has provided when you play a P5 heavy schedule, and uh, you know gives these guys a little bit extra something to, to maybe dream big, hopefully. But in all reality, there, there's not much they're going to contend for going forward. They're going to go to the Independence Bowl because the New Year's Six era since 2014, the only teams that have gotten at-large bids the big bowl games have been Michigan and Notre Dame. And I think we can all figure out why those programs got it because of their brand. BYU doesn't have that type of brand. So they'll, they'll go to the Independence Bowl, and that's fine. But uh, if you can win out, maybe then it sets the table for them to be a preseason top 25 next year. I think it's such a great measure of respect for BYU to get that number 15, to see their name there among all those other teams. But, Mitch, we can't get too far ahead. We can't look ahead. It's Idaho State week, Mitch. We've got to – the Cougars – got to take it one game at a time they got to get locked in this week because this opponent coming in on saturday i'm joking it's idaho state week mitch get me fired up give me a reason to get excited about this game what is a fan should people be excited about watching this game because we know what this is it's 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 an fcs team and it's not a good fcs team yeah idaho state comes in one and seven that, that's pretty brutal but i think the big thing that to to look forward to as a fan. Like, crazy enough, guys, it's close to a sellout. Less than uh, 300 tickets remain wow. as of today for, for the game. So we might actually see a sellout tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. But I would say maybe, you know, Tyler Algier. I, you know, I, you look at the, the contenders for the Heisman Trophy, and most of them are pretty much guys that are in the top four of the college football playoff rankings. That's what the award has pretty much become. But I think this is going to be maybe the final home game for Tyler Algier. He's in his fourth year at BYU. He's going to graduate. He's only a sophomore in eligibility, but I think he's got to move on, I think, in my personal opinion, to, to move on to the league. His value is never going to be higher. So I think this could be the last home game we see of Algier, and, and I think if BYU can give him you know, a good amount of volume in the first half, let him get for, go off for 125, 150 yards, and then call it a day, uh, keep him in the, in the, uh, the, the national uh, ratings or rankings of, of top running backs this year statistically, that should be fun. And I think also just seeing... How this offense, you know, follows up a 66-point performance. You want to just see that high level of execution, put up some big numbers, put up some big stats that you'd put up in a video game. I think that's kind of always the, the fun aspect to these sort of games. And if you want to go with the deep cut, see some of those, you know, future players that are going to make an impact in the program. They'll, they'll get a chance to play in the second half. Yeah, Mitch, and to, to piggyback off of Jeremiah's question, I guess you've got Idaho State, you got a bye week, then they go at Georgia Southern. USC, I think ideally was going to be a big game, but USC has, has certainly not turned into that team that we expected them to this year. Well, what is the big storyline, I guess, in general for BYU over this final month of the season? Is it you know Algiers draft stock? Is it you know recruits coming in? What, what, what is going to be the big storyline, you think? I think you know recruits is a big thing because they are getting in in, in the in, in in talks with a lot of heralded recruits, four and five star kids. But but I think on a, on a bigger stage, kind of a more mainstream conversation. I think it's, it's Jaron Hall and it's Tyler Algier. Ty, Jaron Hall is going to be back next year, but kind of see his evolution continue to blossom as a quarterback. I, I've been really impressed with what he's done. I mean, now he, he's more athletic than Zach Wilson. He doesn't have uh, as much accuracy as Zach Wilson displayed last year. But I think Jaron Hall is just filled. Uh, really comfortable right now in this offense with Aaron Roderick, and they work well together. And I think that the type of production he's putting out is getting a little bit underappreciated, honestly. And then I think Algiers uh, draft stock, because I think he's a guy that maybe in a best case scenario, he could be that third round running back. And that's really good for a running back in this era of the NFL, where it's, you know, running back by committee. You're not going to ever be that 
that feature back unless you're a Derrick Henry, and, and Tyler Algier is not that. So I think that you know Algier is going to be a, a guy though that's going to put up a lot of numbers and maybe you know have a chance to be a finalist for the Doak Walker Award. So just kind of putting you know a, a, a name like from BYU in the award conversation for the Doak Walker, maybe a outside shot at the Heisman, something like that. I think those would be some of the big storylines for BYU going down the stretch. Catch his latest thoughts on BYU's newest transfer, Kingsley Suomataya, at kslsports.com. Find him on Twitter at Mitch underscore Harper. Mitch, thanks for jumping on. Hey, no problem, guys. Take care.